Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, we're back on the floor of New York Comic Con. I'm at the Afro Future table. We've got a great lineup of, you know, of African-American creators, writers of all kind. We're going to just try to go down the line and learn a little bit more about who's here and what they do. So, uh, pleased to meet you. I'm Calvin Reed. Can, can you tell us what you're here for and what you're doing at the Afro Future table? Well, my name is Pamela Thomas, a.k.a. Sister Too Funky. I love it. I'm with the Museum of Uncut Funk. Oh, yeah. And we're one of the sponsors here of Afro Future Fest. And we're here to make sure people come out to find out about the artists and also to find out about, about the Museum of Uncut Funk. Well, tell me more about the Museum of Unfunk, uh, Uncut Funk, because <laughs> well, I don't know about it. We celebrate 1970s black culture. We have an archive of artifacts that we've collected over the past 18 years, everything from black animation, the original production cells drawings and storyboards that were used under the camera, to comic books. Uh, we have an 800 uh, movie poster collection, wow. black exploitation movie posters. And so we're stuck in the 70s. We're children of the 70s. We love the music, we love the films, we love the uh, comic That's books. That's great. I've been, I spent a good chunk of my life in the 70s. There you go. So you <laughs> understand. I know, I know where you come from. All right. And okay. so today we're here to support the artists, but also to get the word out about us. We were recently acquired the rights to Vintage Black Heroes, which were uh, comic strip characters that first appeared in the uh, Pittsburgh Courier yes, in the 1950s. Sure. So we have Chisholm Kid, who's the first black cowboy, uh, Guy Fortune, first black U.S. agent, uh, Neil Knight, which was the first, um, I'm sorry, the first black astronaut that went to space, okay, all right. and Mark Hunt, Hunt, who was the first black detective. So what we're doing is getting the word out about these uh, vintage black heroes and some of the other properties that we've acquired, and uh, we're in production with merchandise short notice that we didn't have any here yet. Okay, um, I, I got the money's burning a hole in my pocket. Well, we're also uh, working with this gentleman here on his property, Black Jack, Alex oh, Simmons, we're and talk to him next. We, we've done a line of t-shirts with him as well. So again, we're just excited to be here. It's the first time at Comic-Con in this capacity. And, you know, people have been stopping by to find out who we are. Uh, this sounds fabulous. Uh, I didn't know much about you, but I know more now, and we'll talk some more in the future. Absolutely. Thank you. you bet. Thank you. Okay, we're back here on the floor of New York Comic Con. We're still at Afro Future Fest. Because there's so much to see. Well, that's right. right. So but we're here with Alex Simmons, who's, like, got a... A new release of an old release. Yep, 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 uh, yep. Uh, you would tell us more about it. Blackjack okay. returns. Blackjack absolutely returns with a vengeance, with yes. a force, right? Well, that's how else uh, we do it. Well, you know, <laughs> we, uh, first off, Dover just released yes. a, about a month ago, you know, Second Bite of the Cobra, which was the first miniseries. So now it's a graphic novel. So that's cool. Right behind that, here we come with uh, artist par excellence, Tim Fielder, yes. who just did a beautifully, totally digitally painted Blackjack graphic novel love called it. Blackjack, There Came a Dark Hunter. I love it. I love it. I love it. The, yeah. the book. When is it going to hit the streets? It's going to, well, it's going to hit the streets hard. Yes, uh, in, yes, a, in, yes. in a Kindle version this week. Oh, great. This week. Oh, awesome. I have pages here that I'm going to show you. They're not going to be able to see it, but I'm going to show it yeah, to that, you. That, that, my my right? win, their loss, but That's hey, right. I'll hey, tell you all about know, it, folks. But what they need to do is go to the Blackjack Adventures website. That's blackjackadventures.com. Sign up to the yeah. newsletter. We'll announce through that 
when it's out there. And believe me, you want to know when we announce it because it's a big surprise for some of the folks who get there early enough. All right, okay? okay. But the book is going to be great. It's got three globe-trotting adventures in it, and it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. And then there's going to be a prose book coming behind that in November with seven more blackjack adventures. All right. So the majors heard talking about the, uh, Alec, uh, Alex Simmons not only is a great writer, comic book writer, prose novels, and the co-founder, excuse me, the founder of Kids Comic Con as well. Absolutely. So he knows of what he speaks. And you know what? I got to take advantage of this moment. I also teach writing of course, yes, at the New York Film Academy, and two of my students just popped up I'm here. Loving it. Here right? you go. And so say, say a quick word. Say yeah, hello say to the world. Oh my! Hi, mom. Are there you, you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm sure your mom will appreciate right, that. There I you love go. It. Right. I love it. All right. Well, Alex, actually, always good to see you. And, Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk some more. And here we are at Afro Future Fest. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. We're back at Afro Future Fest table, and we're back again with Tony Perrier, uh, the co-author of Concrete Park. Uh, we talked to him in San Diego. Now we're talking to him in New York. Tony, how you doing? I'm swinging. Yeah. I've lost my voice a little bit, but I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see you again. Uh, this, this is fun. Just tell us a little bit about what, what's going on around here now. You're at this group table, and it's, it's happening. This is a very special time for us. We all feel, as African-American artists, this sense of, of growth, of, of an explosion in interest in our work and also there are some very talented people coming up here that we just wanted to celebrate so working together with my brother Tim Fielder we put together this thing Afro Future Fest we just wanted to say we're here we're not the black monolith the, uh, that you might imagine rather we're very multifaceted we're old we're young we're queer we're straight we're whatever we are and we've got something to say so we got this space, and we just turned these artists loose. Right. I'm so pleased to be a part of this, and I'm very proud to have been one of the founders. Oh, this, this is really great. Uh, um, um, you know I'm a big fan of concrete. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I think it, it, if anything says Afrofuturism, uh, this book really that kind of captures the concept in so many ways. What, what, what's next? You, volume 2 is out now. Yes. What can we expect to see more? Here, we're announcing this this weekend, so you can tell, you can tell all your listeners. Volume 3 of Concrete Park is going to be coming out in 2016, Dark Horse. We, we, Dark Horse and we just made a deal to do that and there will be a volume 4 in 2017 then we'll be packaging them all together in an omnibus edition and with lots of extras and expanding our version of a colorful future yes oh, awesome well this is great. Um, you know, I, obviously, you know, your wife also is a huge part of all this. Yes. Really amazing. So good to talk to you again. I'm going to walk down here. And I'm going to talk to, talk to everybody here today. All right. Just get a sense, just as you say, of just the, the spectrum of black creation out here today. Exactly. Right. Thank you very much. Afro Future Fest. Absolutely. Great to talk to you, Tony. Thank you. Okay, we're still here at the Afro uh, Afro Future Fest table, and we're about to talk with Afro Richardson. I, I follow her on Twitter. I've seen her work around. I'd love to hear her talk a little bit more about it herself. How you doing, Afro? Welcome to More to Come. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? So could you tell people a little bit about what's happening here and, and maybe some of your works, particularly Genius, which I've, been, I've read. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Well, we are here at New York Comic Con's first Afro Future Fest, yeah. where uh, 11 creators have come together in a sort of art family, an art yeah. dojo, letting yeah. people know that... Uh, uh, creators of color are coming by storm. Absolutely. Uh -huh, ironically, with me dressed as storm today. <laughs> of course. Uh, I am the illustrator and character designer of the Top Cow mini series called Genius about uh, Destiny Ajay, a uh, tactical genius born in the hood of South Central who dismantles the gangs of Los Angeles and forms a citizen's militia against the corrupt LAPD who have been selling them drugs. 
hey, Ed, it's a great series. I've been reading it. Um, that you've got your trade paperback out here yes. on your table, but you've also got some other you know, other examples of your work here. Absolutely. I have uh, the uh, first volume of The Art of Apua Richardson, which is sort of a collection of my works over the past 12 years uh, as a comic book illustrator grinding through the industry. And um, I also have prints and greeting cards here available. And if you can't get over here for that, uh, you can find them at apuarichardson.com. Okay, all right. Look, great to talk to you. I've seen your work online, and I'll keep looking for it. Thank you. All right, all right. Thanks for being on More to Come. All right, folks, we're still here at Afro Future Fest at the table, and I'm talking with Chuck Collins at Rat Ronin Studios. How you doing? Welcome to More to Come. Oh, I'm happy to, happy to be here. Thank so, you very much. Yeah, well, we're doing a podcast on, on uh, it's a weekly podcast mm -hmm. on comics and graphic novel publishing, right. and I'm just loving this table here. We, you know, it's, it's nice when people talk about diversity, but now we're seeing it. It's right. live and breathing. Right. So I'd love you to tell our listeners a little bit more about Rat Ronin Studios and what you do. Oh, well, Rat Ronin Studios is a Brooklyn-based studio. Uh, founded by myself, uh, Keith Miller, and Richard Zeitler. Um, we've been around for, I want to say, about, what, five, five years? We put out, our very first book was uh, Driver of Tales. That was put out under Zuda, which is a contest that uh, DC had. Sure, yeah, where, the, the digital comics line, yeah. Exactly. So we put it out, and, and we didn't win, but we gained a huge following uh -huh. and decided to keep on going with it. And once we did, we decided to put it out in the book format, Kept it in the same exact format it was on on the web, so it's a little bit more unique with its size. Uh -huh. But um, we put that out because so many people liked it, and that, that was our very first book. After that, we just started developing a whole bunch of different properties, things that we thought that people would really get into, things that inspired us when we were younger that sure. we basically said, okay, you know what? What would we do if we had the opportunity to create our own based on what inspires us back in the day? So... That's so, how so everything tell us happens. about some of the titles you got. I see you got Infest here. I just bought a copy of Bounce, first round of shots. Tell right. us something about that. Okay, Bounce is basically about my time being a bouncer in New York. Ah, okay. So, oh, oh man, you have no idea. Yeah. The stuff that you see, you can't yeah. make up. You ever, you ever get caught in that situation and you're like, oh, you know, that, I, I can't make that up. Yeah, yeah. That, that just happened in front of me. Yeah. There's no, there's nobody who can sit there and write yeah. that and comes from somebody's head. That's what happens to me. So when it happens to me, I write it down and I draw it. So, yeah, just dealing with the crazy drunk folks, the nightlife, uh, New York City dive bars, the whole nine yards. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a really uh, fun, fun read because it's like a weird mix of, like, uh, cheers with a little bit of a family guy, Rick and Morty kind of vibe going. Yeah, all right. Definitely. All right. Uh, well, look, it's great to talk to you. I'm going to move on down the line to talk with the other because this is this has been a this is just a, a great spot at New York Comic Con. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been it's yeah. been alive. It's been we, it's been nonstop chaos since I started here on uh, on on what Wednesday I think I was here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's been crazy. All right, Chuck, really great to talk to you. Thanks for being on More to Come. Thank you very much for having me, man. All right, we're, we're still at the Afro Future Fest table, and now I'm getting ready to talk to Julie Anderson. Is that right? Oh, great. So I, I love, tell us what you do, Julie. Hi. Um, I, what I do what, at the moment right now, um, I do illustrations mainly. I'm a full-time illustrator. I, as you can see right here, I do um, customized sneakers. Oh, right They're awesome, folks. Let me tell you, you can't see it, but I can. <laughs> Hand-painted Dragon Ball Z um, sneakers. Then I'm also doing right now for a customer uh, a Cowboy Bebop denim jacket. Great. And so forth. And most of my art prints were sold out. And I only have this left, and that's pretty much well, it. That's a, well, that's what you want to say. That's what it's all about. So she's sold out, and there's a reason why, folks, because it's looking good. 
Great. So what do you do comics as well or, or are you purely illustrated? Actually, I'm going to release a comic book in January at the Schomburg Black um, Black Comic Book Festival uh-huh. on Martin Luther King weekend. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be looking for it. What's the name of it? There's V.E. Debris. I couldn't say what. V.E. Debris. All right. Sounds good. All right. Dilly, thanks so much for talking to Thank us. Thank you so appreciate much. It. I appreciate it. Thank you, you so much. All right, we're moving on down the line here at Afro Future Fest, and um, we're at the table with uh, Anthony Pugh. Yes, like, is that right? So tell us uh, a little bit more about what you do. Um, I'm a freelance illustrator and an artist. I even paint murals. Uh, I've been working in uh, professionally for like the past 10 years, doing everything from storyboards to comp illustration, um, painting murals. I work with a company called um, Critical Massive. This is the shirt right here. Uh-huh, okay. We paint murals and we do like events for like Mopar and like X Games and stuff. And um and yeah, right here I'm at the con like selling off my uh, my comic book and yeah, prints tell us, and tell us about the comic book. The comic book Kill is Lock. Kill Logic. It's yeah. it's kind of based off uh, a, a couple short stories. Um and then there's like some samples of my artwork. Every year I kind of put the, uh, put together a book kind of based on the concept of logic, which is. The graffiti name I used to like tag up around the neighborhood, <laughs> but I don't really do it anymore. But I want to, <laughs> I want to hold on to the word logic because I've like used it for such a long time. Sure. So I incorporate it into my comics and um, and yeah, man. Okay, awesome. I'm gonna, I, I'm actually, I'm gonna buy one right now. All right. So cool. anyway, look, so thanks so much for being no, to come. for the support, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yeah. All right, we're going to round out our, our day here at Afro Future Fest uh, at New York Comic Con with uh, Carl Kent, Sean Atkinson. Uh, I'd love for to know uh, for the, the listeners of More to Come to know more about what you do and you know like what you're doing here at Afro Future Fest. Okay, I'm uh, hooked up with Afro Future Fest. My name is Carl Kent. Uh, my business associate is Sean Atkinson, and we're both writers and creators of uh, individual books. He's an artist and creator of Bombshells, an action adventure piece. Uh-huh. And I'm the artist and creator of St. Cloud, The Adventures of August and Senshu, another action adventure piece with a little martial arts fantasy added to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're teamed up with Afro Future Fest, uh, Tim Felder, uh, Stephen, and the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just trying to try something new for New York Comic Con. Hopefully, it'll be the beginning of something even huger. Um, like I said, we're just here applying our craft, uh, promoting our work, letting people know that there are African-American artists out there that are self-publishing, trying to realize their dreams. And uh, if we inspire other people to do the same, more the better. Yeah. Well, this is, this, I mean, this table, this area right here is just alive. It's really great. There's so much great work here. Uh, thanks for giving me a few minutes. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for being on More to Come. Oh, thank you very much. Welcome to More to Come, PW Comics World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, senior news editor at Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. All right. Back at New York Comic Con, we're actually in the North Pavilion in Artist Alley, and I've got a chance to talk with Chip Mosher. Uh, communications marketing. Thank you, thank you. It's been a long day, uh, Chip. Thanks for being on More to Come. No um, it's been a big year for Comicsology. Um, I mean, I can go down the list: uh, uh, the Delcourt, uh, the French graphic novels. Uh, you've added a whole bunch of indie publishers. Uh, um, uh, tell us more about the year. How's it been for for Comicsology? You know, I think the watchword for us this year has been uh, just increasing the diversity of titles and content we yes. have. Uh, we started out the year with uh, adding humanoids, 
uh, Sugar Gakan from Viz, oh, a DC, manga. manga, enormous, yeah, yep, DC yeah. Thompson, Dark Horse Trades. Mm-hmm. We did the Delcor Digital First mm-hmm. English Language at San Diego. Added Kid Can Press. It has some great books by Faith Aaron Hicks, Scott Chandler, and Jay Torres. Lion Forge. Uh, we renewed with Archie and got them on the Kindle. Black Mask is uh, a new uh, publisher on both Comicsology and Kindle. Weekly Shonen Jump, Kadansha, more manga, uh, drawn in quarterly, uh, new to Comicsology, new on Kindle, Oni Press Renewal uh, on Kindle, <laughs> so Dark Horse Singles on. this week. And they were and holding Image. out. That was the last holdout yep. from Dark Horse. They already put their graphic novels on it. They were selling their, their periodicals exclusively through, exclusively through their own store. The quote I recall from uh, Mike Richardson was that sales were great. I think he said sales were incredible. Yes, okay, excuse me. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll right, take uh, it. I'll take great or incredible. Right. Um, at, at the uh, at the ICB2 conference, I think they said digital sales were about $100 million, roughly. Uh, Comixology has to represent the vast bulk of those. Um, yeah, it's all a little guesswork right now, but... Um, I don't know. What, what, what's the state right now um, of digital comics? You know, we're adding new publishers all the time, and uh, we're really happy with the, the the diversity of content and the, uh, you know, at the ICV2 conference, we, we talked about how we've had a 50% increase in uh, female uh, new customers from uh, from two years ago. It's fantastic. Uh, we've never really released sales numbers, um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're very happy with, with what we're doing right now. No, the consumer data was very interesting. Uh, obviously, the... the um the increase in women fans. Um, I mean, what are you seeing in terms of just new readers in general? Can you break it out that way? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the thing we really wanted to focus on uh, at the show was was the female readership. Um, it's just been it, it's been fantastic to see the industry respond, and 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 also. The publishers that are have been traditionally in the more direct market, comic book store publishers having more content that's uh, female friendly uh, with female leads, uh, Marvel and DC both, uh, Image, Boom. I, I mean, all all the big companies all have great content that both men and women can enjoy uh, from uh, f- you know with female leads with female creators. Sure, and and it's really it's really had a, a, a dramatically positive impact. I think on the whole industry, and obviously for us, with the fifty percent increase in last two years in new female customers, it's been pretty great. I mean, one of the things I've been uh, seeing in as the new deals, the new content deals have been announced, uh, is extending uh, into Amazon, um, your parent company, uh, and in particular, I think our, our fan of graphics were, were were talking about how the the market for uh, for collections, for graphic novels, um, that's uh, somewhat of a, a of a new new area for for the Amazon platform. So obviously, a lot of these guys are on Comixology now. They're 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 moving. Uh, they, they see see a, a chance to get fans who are looking for you know complete book collections and to increase their market that that way. Yeah, our our mission at Comicsology is to make everyone on the face of the planet a comic book fan, and part of that, and 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 to fulfill that mission, which now that we're 
part of the Amazon family doesn't sound as crazy as it did two years ago. It's just having the having a comic book that's right for everyone. And so having just you know diverse amount of comics and you know Fantagraphics is key in that. I think they're the one publisher I forgot when I did the litany of publishers, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just you know having manga for for people that that are manga fans having the art comics you know the 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 you know the superhero comics just sure. you know just the having something yeah, yeah well, just having something for everyone yeah. you know whether it's on comiXology or on on uh, Kindle comics um, anything coming up that you can talk about anything um, we get a lot coming up just yeah. nothing I can talk that, about okay, well, I, that's understandable. we don't we don't pre-announce anything I, I understand I understand look, anyway look this is good it's great to get an update on what's going on in comiXology uh, you clearly you're uh, making comics available to more people and uh, uh, as it continues to be shown, uh, actually sending more fans into comic book shops to buy print comics. So it's a really kind of a win-win for the industry in a lot of ways. Yeah, our, you know, a rising tide lifts all, all, all ships. So uh, we're happy to be part of uh, the growth of the industry. All right. Uh, yeah, Chip, thanks so much for being on More to Come. Thank you. from PW Comics World's More to Come, and I'm here at New York Comic Con at the Treadwater booth. I'm here with Morgan Rosenblum, the author, and Chad Coleman, uh, actor who is also involved in the property. Now, um, I'm hearing that this uh, original graphic novel um, has very good sales in Diamond, but as far as I know, uh, you don't really have any past history in uh, comic publishing. How did this come to be? Well, I actually wrote three years ago. I, I wrote um, sort of like a TV pilot, but I'm, you know, I'm an untrained writer. I didn't go to school for it or any of that kind of stuff. So pretty much, um, you know, I said, you know, maybe I should just turn this into a graphic novel. So at least I have like a, a book that I can sell, or at the very least that I can, you know, show my grandkids someday. So anyway, I uh, I finished the book and then showed it to some other people. And they liked it, and then we decided. I started partnering up with my brother, who's in video and film, and we uh, just kind of started bringing in other media. We casted actors, and long story short, now we have like a transmedia universe where it's it's now being built out as a video game. We have a motion comic, we have an interactive website. You know, now we're working on the TV series, and um, we were fortunate enough to meet Chad by chance, actually, at a restaurant. So, was Kickstarter involved? Not uh, that was before Chad. Came yeah. On, but yes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So I sped up too fast. Um, to finish the graphic novel, I didn't have enough money. I like only could do the first like 24 pages. So then uh, I used Kickstarter to essentially fund the remainder to finish the graphic novel. I even failed the first time and had to run it again, which was a pain in the butt. But uh, you know, first you don't succeed, try, try again. It so what appealed to you about this graphic novel when it first came your way? Um, the gra graphically it was stunning, visually stunning, and then I began to get into the story and what was going on. The fact that it's right now, even though it's 15 years later, there's a lot of equivalency with what's really going on in the world. I'm always interested in when art's able to kind of, uh, not subliminally, but 
you know, we can make comments on what's going on in the real world or, yeah. or um, and use our imagination of how things should be handled, solved, dealt with. So I think that's good, you know, good, it's kind of like good food for thought. So as I understand it, you're one of the producers on this. Uh, does that have something to do with like future possible television rights, or what's your role in this? Yeah, no, I'm in, I'm I'm in all aspects of it. You know, from part of the promoting of it and ideas to promote, how to promote, where to promote. Uh, you know, just it's it's a good fit for us. You know, I use the leverage of my celebrity to push what we're doing, and I'm able to uh, be involved as far as reading scripts and making suggestions as far as story is concerned. So, with the online video aspect of this transmedia property, are you already starring in that, or are you sort of more just signed on for if it hits TV? Yeah, I'm more signed on for the hit TV, but they're developing, you know, yeah. they develop um, the online presence, I, I will be uh, a part of that, I will be, uh, you know, my image and be a part of the story. So do you uh, previously have any history with graphic novels, I mean, other than starring in a show based on one? Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> hey, fair enough. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, but that's the other interesting part of this, you know, um, to be able to play this kind of fierce guy who's almost an action hero or, you know, an anti-hero. Yeah, <laughs> So what appeals to you about this particular character that, like, drew you badass. I just love these badass. He only has one limb, and he's, he can put any type of weapon, yeah. any type of weapon, and I love that. You know, it's um, you know, he's got everything going on: it's action, and menacing, and, you know, filthy rich. So, <laughs> so it seems that. like it's going to be a lot of fun for you to play. Yeah, that's what I get. You know. I probably won't, you know, I don't see him being as heavy as other things I've done, which is fine, you know. You can lighten it up a bit. Well, thank you. It was great talking to both of you. Thank you. And um, hopefully there will be more to come from this project. There you go. Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor at Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Hello, everybody. We're back on the floor of New York Comic Con 2012. Today, we're at the first, second booth, and I've got had the great pleasure to talk to a French comics artist. Um, I got a chance to hear him a little bit this morning on the PW's French graphic novel panel. Um, his is J.D. Morvan. Uh, the book is Omaha Beach on D-Day, a remarkable volume, uh, both a, a tribute to Robert Kappa, the, the great uh, French, the, the, the great magnum photographer, um, but a, an extraordinary comic and, and documentary about his photographic career and in particular his remarkable work on, on D-Day in 1944. Uh, J.D., thank you so much for being on More to Come. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, uh, well, I, I'm going to go right to the book. I mean, I would like you to talk a little bit about your background, so to introduce uh, the listeners to what you do. Uh, but I, this book is really remarkable. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, uh, about your career. 
about myself. So, yes. euh, en fait, je suis, euh, je suis scénariste depuis 20, euh, 25 ans maintenant, ce qui me paraît un peu, un peu étrange, mais c'est la réalité. Et j'ai écrit à peu près 200 bandes dessinées pour la France et un peu pour le Japon, un peu pour les Américains. Oh, and could you also identify? We're going to use a translator so you can identify yourself as well. So I've been a translator for 25 years, which seems uh, strange to say so. Uh, and I've worked like 200 albums uh, for France, of course, for Japan and uh -huh. for the US. Yeah. Okay. And your name? No. Oh, uh, my name, Eloise. Yeah. yeah. No, because okay. you say I've been a translator. Yes. yes. Yeah, because I'm translating what you say. Ah, scriptwriter. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, we'll work this all out in any okay. event. So, go on. <laughs> Et par exemple ici aux États-Unis, j'ai eu la chance de pouvoir écrire un Wolverine qui s'appelle euh, Saudade et qui se passe au Brésil. So for example for the USA, I had the chance to to write a Wolverine that is called Saudade and that happens in Brazil. Yeah. Voilà. Yeah. Um, well, tell us about this book. I mean, it's really remarkable. Omaha Beach uh, on D-Day. I mean, you may want to uh, give a little background on Robert Capra. I'm not sure all of our re re uh, listeners may know of his career. Oui, en fait, je, je suis un fan de photographie et de bande dessinée. Donc, euh, un jour, je me suis dit un soir, tiens, je vais écrire à Magnum. On ne sait jamais, c'est la plus grande agence photo du monde avec les photographes les plus fameux. On va voir si on peut faire un truc ensemble. Ils m'ont répondu très vite. Et donc, on a commencé à imaginer ce qu'on pouvait faire. Et l'approche finalement du 70e anniversaire euh, du débarquement euh, nous a semblé euh, intéressante pour, euh, pour travailler sur ce livre de Robert Capac qui est le créateur avec quatre autres de, de l'agence. Okay, so I've been a big fan of photography for four years now and uh, one day I, I felt like I was gonna do something about photography in comics. So I wrote to the photography agency Magnum Photo and then sat back pretty quickly and we started thinking about what we could do and we as the, the anniversary of D-Day was coming we thought that it was a good idea to, to start by a book about Robert Capa mm -hmm. um, so can you describe the book for readers a little bit because it's both cartooning and photography oui en fait c'est en fait Robert Capa est le seul photographe à être descendu sur la plage ce jour-là il a pris on pense entre 80 et 100 photos. Aujourd'hui, il n'en existe plus que 9. Il y en a eu 11 à l'époque, puis 10. Et aujourd'hui, a priori, il n'y en a plus que 9. Et donc, c'est le seul témoignage visuel qu'on a de, du débarquement sur la première ligne. So, Robert Capa was the only photographer on the beach on that day. Uh, at the beginning, he shot uh, like 100 of photograph pictures. But uh, there were only 11 that were known, and then 10, then nine mm -hmm. now now it uh, there are only nine pictures mm -hmm. and uh, so it's, uh, it's the only visual testimony yeah. that that yeah. keeps now yeah. Robert Kappa was was one of a few photojournalists who landed on Omaha yeah. Beach during the invasion um, it was remarkable uh, I believe many as the book says many of the photographers never left the landing craft mm -hmm. he, he went on the beach um, 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 in a weird think the film, just to make sure our readers understand, the film was sent back to be de developed, but by some bizarre era, um, very few of the negatives survives. Yeah. But the ones that did survive are remarkable photos and really the only photographs yeah. that actually survived from someone who was on the beach during this yeah. horrific experience. Comme, comme j'ai dit tout à l'heure, en photo, on ne peut pas mentir. On peut dire que Robert Capa n'était peut-être pas sur la première ligne, on n'est pas sûr. 
parce que lui c'était un mec qui a créé sa légende donc il a inventé des choses dans son autobiographie c'est il y a beaucoup de choses inventées aussi mais la seule chose dont on est sûr c'est que sur la plage il y était vraiment parce qu'il a vraiment pris les photos et ça personne ne peut lui enlever ça il aime dire que il aime dire que quand nous photographions nous ne pouvons pas mentir donc nous ne sommes pas sûrs que Robert Capa était en la première ligne sur ce jour parce qu'il aime to tell lies he, he ah. wanted to create his own legend ah. around himself uh, so we're not sure he might not have been on the first line but he was on he that on beach. The beach yeah yeah mm -hmm. sure. yeah yeah um, and of course one of the remarkable sequences in the book is this photograph of uh, Hugh Riley mm -hmm. one of the infantrymen that he yeah. according to legend and or truth mm -hmm. he went back to sort of help he was wounded on the beach and he helped sort of pull him forward yeah yeah, yeah. c'est une histoire euh, folle d'autant qu'en plus ce, ce soldat là euh, pendant des années on a cru que c'était pas lui euh, sur la photo on a cru que c'était quelqu'un d'autre donc tout ça ça fait quand même des histoires vraiment incroyables autour de, de ce débarquement en plus de l'événement lui-même This is a crazy story uh, the, the soldier on the most famous photography was thought to be someone and it, it was not and uh, all of this creates uh, like, like real interesting and surreal stories to tell mm -hmm. um, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about Robert Capa right. yes his career um, yes en fait Robert Capa il, il, a, il, il est venu de, de Hongrie il s'appelle Erno Friedman en vérité il est arrivé à Paris il a fui les nazis enfin l'arrivée du nazisme dans son pays et, euh, et en fait il ne savait pas comment devenir connu en France et donc il a dit, bah, je vais changer de nom et je vais dire que je suis un fameux photographe américain parce qu'ici les gens ne nous connaissent pas et donc il a commencé à être connu comme un photographe américain il a rencontré Picasso, tous les artistes de l'époque et il est devenu vraiment euh, fameux en France uh, so Robert Capa's real name is uh, Erno Friedman, he's from Hungary he fled away from the Nazis and came to Paris mm -hmm. and he was uh, thinking about how becoming famous in Paris and so, so he thought that he would take the name of Robert Capa that sounded American and say to French that he was a famous photographer a famous American photographer so that, that, that the French didn't know so he began meeting uh, famous artists like Picasso and uh, building his own story and, and Hemingway I mean he, he met him yes and all of this is detailed in the comic en fait il a rencontré Hemingway en Espagne pendant la guerre d'Espagne où il a commencé à faire vraiment de la photo euh, aux côtés des républicains in fact he met Hemingway in Spain during the civil war uh, where he started to to take pictures uh, on the side of the republicans et en fait Capa était toujours au plus près du, des combats des soldats et quand il y avait il détestait la guerre mais quand il n'avait pas la guerre autour de lui il s'emmerdait comme au Japon juste avant qu'il parte en Indochine où il est mort en sautant sur une mine. To show these pictures, and uh, until his death, when yes, he went yeah. to Indochina, and yeah. uh, that. Um, it, it, it is remarkable. He he seemed to belong to this group that I mean, they need war, or uh, yeah. the, uh, uh, the, the, a, a click of photojournalist, mm -hmm. very famous. Um, and he became very famous for. I mean, there's a photograph of uh, the falling soldier yeah. that is very famous that preceded mm -hmm. his work uh, actually on D-Day. Ouais, et c'est ce qu'on disait à propos de ça. C'est aussi une photo controversée. Donc Kappa, il a, c est, c est, ça fait aussi partie de sa légende. Peut-être on ne saura jamais si c'est une mise en scène ou pas, etc. Ça, c'est Kappa. 
This is also an um, interesting story because uh, this is a controversial picture. Uh, we don't know yes. if it was yes. uh, set in or if it, it appears to be a, a soldier that is as he is being killed, but I guess yeah, it's but never quite sure. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's sure, so that's yeah. Kappa, that's Kappa stories. Yes. <laughs> um, well, the, 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 the cartoonist, I mean, what can you tell us about the cartoonist? I mean, the, the drawings, the sequences are just incredibly well done. There's action that's equally beautiful. There's incredible spreads, mm -hmm. two or three, four-page oh, spreads that, right. that show you the, the expanse of, mm -hmm. of uh, the Omaha Beach. It's really a remarkable project. Yeah, what can you tell us about the cartoon? Bah, moi, Dominique, c'est vraiment, un, pour moi, c'est un des plus grands dessinateurs, un des plus grands dessinateurs de la bande dessinée française actuelle. C'est un garçon que je connais depuis très longtemps, que j'aime beaucoup. Et quand on a pensé à, y, à ce livre, on s'est dit, euh, c'est lui à lui qu'il faut demander parce que il a cette espèce de sense of wonder, comme disent les Américains, il a ce, cette puissance. Et, et c'était vraiment intéressant de lui demander à lui. Et, et il a dit oui, lui, parce qu'en en fait, il est, il est de Omaha Beach. Il est, il est né en Normandie, juste à côté. Donc, ça l'intéressait vraiment. Uh, to me, Dominique is one of the best uh, artists now. And uh, he has that sense of wonder. Yeah. That, his draws are, his drawings are very power, powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, moreover, he was born in Normandy. Ah. Just near Homa Beach, so it was very interesting. Oh, really? Ah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. vraiment son, yeah. son éducation. Il a connu ça à l'école. Il a visité Homa Beach sans arrêt. Quoi, he's, knew, he's knew that for all, from his childhood. Ah. He always uh, visited Homa uh, Beach, and uh, that mm -hmm. beach is Normandy. And, and much like the photography of the area, uh, the era, the book is in black and white with mm -hmm. wash. So there, there is this feeling of connection with the, the, the appearance, just visually. Oui, et avec les photos de Kappa, il fallait trouver un moyen de se rapprocher des photos pour ne pas faire un décalage visuel trop fort. We had to find a way to get closer to, the, to Kappa's pictures, not to create a visual uh, discrepancy, you know. Mm -hmm. Par exemple, par rapport à Cartier-Bresson sur lequel on travaille, Kappa a un, un noir et blanc plus dur, un peu plus dur avec un peu moins de gris, moins de, moins de niveau de gris, donc c'est ce qu'on a essayé de retrouver dans le... Mm -hmm. If we compare with the work of Cartier-Bresson mm. that I'm working yes, on yes. now, Capaz uh, has yes. a very strong contrast, uh, less uh, less grayscale, mm -hmm. more more yes. more contrasted. Yeah. So so we had to find a way to recreate that, yeah. to connect with that. This book is very interesting. I, I was a I was a photography student yeah. many many years ago. Yeah. Uh, this this Capa I was obsessed with. Yeah. He was even I was even more obsessed. With Cartier-Bresson, yeah. you say you're working on a book about yeah, him, yeah, so yeah. We'll, perhaps we'll talk again. <laughs> yeah. uh, will that be a, a, a cartooning work as well? It'll com combine the two, or is this just a... It's the same kind it'll of... It'll be a... Uh, yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. well, we'll, we'll have to talk yeah, some more yeah, about yeah. that when that, when that yeah. book is prepared. Um, I, I'd, uh, I'd love to know more, hear you talk a little bit about Magnum. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm also, I'm a little fuzzy now. When did Magnum start after World War II, or when, oui. did, when did that... Yeah. En fait, Magnum s'est né en 47, je pense. Euh, oui, je pense que je ne me trompe pas. En fait, euh, c'est une histoire qu'on raconte dans le livre de Cartier-Bresson. Cartier-Bresson euh, était dans les camps de concentration, il était en Afrique. Et en fait, après la guerre, son ami, euh, son ami lui a, Chim, lui a dit qu il était, euh, que le MoMA cherchait à le contacter, ici à New York. Parce qu'il pensait qu'il était Enfin, non, il ne cherchait pas à le contacter. Il pensait qu'il était mort et il préparait une, interview, euh, une exposition posthume sur lui. Mais il était vivant. Et donc, euh, il est venu ici, euh, à New York, au MoMA, pour préparer son exposition, sa grande expo en 47. Et il était avec plusieurs photographes. Et c'est là que Kappa a dit, on en a marre de travailler pour, les, pour, les, pour des journaux qui nous envoient de ci, de là. On n'a pas de droit ni rien. 
on va créer une agence entre nous, entre photographes, et on leur proposera nous-mêmes ce qu'on a envie de raconter. On va devenir des artistes de la photo de guerre. So I think that Magnum Photo was created in 47 And uh, in fact, in New York. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, during the war, uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson went to Africa, then uh, the, the labor camps. And then uh, he found out that uh, a museum here was uh, seeking to, to contact him because uh, everyone, uh, in fact, he was believed to be dead. Mm -hmm. And the uh, museum has prepared uh, an exhibition about him. The MoMA. The, the uh -huh. MoMA. Oh, sure, the MoMA. Uh, the MoMA had prepared uh, an uh -huh. exhibition about him. Post there was a rumor that Capra had died. Yeah. So Cartier Bresson went to he came to New York uh -huh. and uh, he met uh, Robert Capa here uh -huh. and also his their friend Jim. And uh, it was at that time that Capa said that they they were fed up working for 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 newspapers, mm -hmm. uh, and that they had to create something, and then the idea of Magnums mm -hmm. came from here. I mean, really, and certainly in my world, it was the most famous photographic agency in the world. Yeah, it is, I guess. Uh, with an amazing ability to combine journalism and art mm -hmm. uh, yeah. in, in their work. Uh, mm -hmm. To this day, it's an amazing uh, agency. Oui, parce qu'en fait, ils peuvent, euh, ils ont décidé de choisir eux-mêmes les sujets sur lesquels ils travailleraient et de les revendre après aux journaux, contrairement à avant où on les envoyait euh, okay. à des endroits. So, uh, unlike before, they decided to work on the, the subject they had chosen and then sell them. Uh -huh. ah, so, the mm -hmm. new way of working. Um, well, it, they, uh, we're going to wrap this up a little bit, but also, I think what's remarkable about the book is it, it's also a photographic documentary uh, about Kappa's life that's, you know, prose and, 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 and photographs. Um, but there's some really interesting information. In particular, I see the information about his cameras, which I always assumed he used a Leica. Mm. And apparently, that wasn't the case. Oui, This non, is for the photo nerds ouais. out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> non, pour nous, c'est hyper intéressant de, de parler des appareils, parce que euh, c'est hyper important pour les photographes. Et on a dans chaque livre, on veut parler de l'appareil que les garçons utilisaient. À l'époque, il n'avait pas de Leica. Il en avait un quand il est venu de Hongrie, mais là, il avait des contacts qu'il avait mis dans des sacs plastiques et donc euh, pour les protéger de l'eau et, euh, et donc on a montré quand même euh, vraiment comment on ouvre le contact, comment on met la pellicule à chaque fois on veut avoir une séquence où on montre vraiment le travail photographique comment on utilise l'appareil etc To us it's very interesting to show the, the, all the information about the cameras for, for photographers too and um, in fact uh, he had contacts at that time that mm -hmm. he had put in plastic bags to ah, protect them from the water sure. Uh, so we show we showed that on the comics, mm -hmm. and uh, we also showed uh, how to to, to change a film, mm -hmm. to turn the camera, yeah. to open it, and, and stuff. Yeah. Well, it, it's uh, it, there is so much rich information uh, just to support this the gorgeous comics narrative that's just really wonderful and bringing him to life in its own way. Um, look. Thank you so much for being on. More yeah, to come. Uh, and it's a beautiful book. People, I can't thank wait you, to... People need to go out and buy it. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you.